Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello, Emily. Hello, Nicole. <laughs> you want to know something absolutely insane? Sure. It was hotter in Portland this week than it was oh. in Phoenix. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I thought you were going <laughs> to tell me something new. I'm like, we've been talking for like 20 minutes. <laughs> no, the literally the only places hotter were uh, Africa and Death Valley, and there was one other place. I think, like, Saudi Arabia or something like that. Yeah. But, like, damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. It officially reached 116 degrees. It bro- We broke a record last Saturday. Then we broke the record, that same record, the next day on Sunday. And then Monday broke that record by four degrees. It was insane. Yep. I do not know how you do that. Uh, yeah, I really have struggled with not being like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking sucks. I, I know. <laughs> like, it would be different if I chose to live somewhere hot. Mm-hmm. But I did not choose this. Yeah. Uh, I did not ask for 116 Yeah. in Oregon. Portland, specifically. I mean, I haven't asked for it here either, but it still no. keeps happening. But moving to Phoenix, you knew what you were getting into. Mm. Our high right now, typically, is in, like, the upper 70s. <laughs> Insane. It cooled down... 38 degrees in 48 hours, which was a lot. Yeah. Monday night, Stephanie and I walked outside at, like, 4 p.m. when it was, like, at its hottest, and it literally felt like my skin was going to, like, melt off. It felt like you opened the oven. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we walked outside at, like, 8 p.m., and it was, like, 80 degrees, and we're like, holy shit. Yep. <laughs> How did this happen in four hours? Yeah. It's both. How is it so hot it's already dark out, and also... It feels so much better than before. <laughs> right? Absolutely insane. Did you ever... You said there was a flash flood warning. Did that ever happen? No, because it wasn't raining here. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I did tell you also that it was for the entire it was county. For the county, yeah. And where I am only had a 10% chance of rain. So in 10, 10% of the, you know, of the county probably only needed the, <laughs> the warning. Yeah. Because of the way that they calculate the chance of rain but do we tell them yes <laughs> okay good you go ahead oh we've canceled no. friendsgiving guys yeah we're a little sad about it <laughs> we are it was basically just going to end up being me and nicole and her partner anyway probably so so instead we're going to denver at the same time and just not calling it friendsgiving <laughs> <laughs> it's just a trip at this point we're yeah just taking a scouting trip to denver Yes, in November. Guys, I'm so excited for fall. I'm going to cry. I already know it. (laughs) I already know. Oh, I'm going to see a crunchy leaf, and I'm going to feel all the things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for you. I'm excited to get to be with you. Mm -hmm. Again. Yes. This year. Yes. So, dude, if you're looking for flights to, like, Denver... Dude, don't tell them all the secrets until I buy mine. (laughs) Well, by the time this goes, I'd be a little hard to buy yours, so... Tomorrow. I have to do that before I post this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you're looking for a flight to Denver or anywhere with United right now, check them out because they got like $157 flights. You have to pick your seat. So it's like $13 more per seat. I don't think you have to pick. Do you have to pick no, your seat? No, you don't have to pick. I do because I like to pick where I sit on the plane. Yeah. I mean, I, I do too. I probably will also pick mine because I want to be in a window seat. But yeah. Like the, so it the came to like basic. 180. Yeah, the basic basic was 157, but you, you didn't get to pick anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm not allowed to bring on a carry on, like a full size carry on. I can bring a personal item. Mm-hmm. But because I booked with my United Mileage credit card, I get to check my bag for free. So I'm just going to do that. Yeah. I mean, so. I will also have to check a bag, and I do not have that. So, <laughs> but I don't have to pay that right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God, I haven't checked a bag since I was a child. <laughs> When, when was the last time I checked a bag? I, was it? Was it one of your Vegas trips? I think it was my... Was it my birthday trip? No. I don't think you checked your bag because that was the... You were going to, but then you didn't. And then we were like, well, now we can't get her that giant bottle of vodka. Or yes. tequila. That's right. But it might have been the Bachelorette. I don't know if you checked a bag then. I don't know if you were there long enough. We definitely did because Haley's fake boobs almost got... Scanned yes. Or almost got confiscated. That is what I was thinking, but I didn't yes. want to blow up her Definitely spot. Definitely checked it there, but I think after that I checked it to go to Florida. Oh my god, Cabo was after Florida. Duh. 
So when I was flying out of Sioux Falls, I didn't technically check a bag. Mm-hmm. But there was no room and they made you check a bag anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And like, because it was just like a super tiny plane. Or I guess it was flying from Denver into Sioux Falls. But you just like put your bag at the end of like the walkway where you board the plane in the little circle area right before it turns to get like onto the plane. Mm-hmm. And like you walk down the ramp and like literally three feet from the cir- like the plane, you set your bag. Yep. And they were like tagging them there and then putting them immediately onto the plane. And then when you got off, you just pick, pick, like waited on the ramp and like they would bring it to you or it would they would like set it down at the bottom you would just go get it and go away yeah that's weird so weird dude i'm so excited to travel again yeah like i know i've been on two trips recently but like <laughs> so excited oh my god speaking of traveling okay so this week was jp's birthday and jp is stefan's best friend mm-hmm. so like a month and a half ago like maybe two months at this point we like booked this house in warrington which is at the oregon coast well, in the first screenshot that we saved of this house, it said the AC was an amenity. And when you booked this house, there was not supposed to have a heat wave. Mm-hmm. Or, it, like, usually the coast is cooler yeah. than Portland. Well, as the weekend happened, it got really fucking hot all over Oregon. <laughs> all over Oregon. It was 93 degrees at 11 a.m. in Seaside on Sunday. Uh, I've never seen it that hot in Seaside ever, let alone at 11 a.m. <laughs> So we get there to this house on Friday and we like shut all the doors and we turn the AC down, like the temperature gauge down and we're putting our stuff away and we're like sitting there talking for a minute and we're like, God, it's really hot in here. We look at the unit, the little thermostat on the wall and it says it's like 85 degrees and we're like, that's up seven degrees from where it was earlier. Like what is going on? And Friday wasn't even that hot. Like Friday was like maybe 94. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is hot, but not, like, unbearable for here. It's been hotter. So we all kind of look at each other like, this is weird. So we're like, okay, we're going to go to the store. We're going to come back, and we're going to see if it cools down. So we went to the Fred Meyers and came back, and it was, like, 88 degrees. And we're like, what the fuck? It keeps going up. <laughs> so we call maintenance. The maintenance guy comes out the next morning, like, 9 a.m., and he's poking around the house, and... He's like, yeah, this house does not have a compressor or a condenser. He's like, this place does not have AC. <laughs> and we're like, awesome. Great. Awesome. He's like, I can bring you a box fan. And we're like, <laughs> please. Yes, please. <laughs> well, I'll sit right in front of it. <laughs> yes. There was a big ceiling fan, which actually moved a lot of air. There was, he brought us the box fan. And then there was like a big, like oscillating fan also. And then I had a small fan in the bedside by my room. And then one of the other rooms had a ceiling fan also. So, like, there was air movement. It was just hot air. <laughs> so we went spent, we went down to the beach beach, like, onto the sand. We were able to drive onto the sand and set up our sunshade and stuff. And we hung out there uh, Saturday and Sunday. But it literally, like, from being right next to the water, it warmed up, like, 10 degrees just by going up to the sunshade and then from the sunshade to the house we were staying in like in a straight line was a quarter mile like we couldn't walk there because there was like no trail but it was like basically a quarter mile straight from where we were on the sand to the house we were staying in and just from that like distance it was like 20 degrees hotter than by being by the water at the house it was just wild i have never felt it that hot here in my life or ever. In fact, it was a record, so it's never been that hot here. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy shit. Anyways, so on top of it being really, really hot at this house, and then lying to us that they had AC and they did not, uh, we went to go use a spatula, and it literally just, like, flopped in half. Like, it was broken. <clears throat> uh, their countertop was taped together. The neighbors had cameras pointed into the backyard and basically into all the back windows. It was just, like, really... A weird, weird place. There was, like... Oh, like... I'm okay with, like, people having a cross or some, like, religious-related stuff in their house. But, like, this was a little bit excessive. (laughs) I mean, none of the things you just said were anything to do with that. (laughs) No. No. But for me, personally, it just added to all of the other things. Like, and I was just like, yo, this place... We are never renting this place again. <laughs> it served its purpose. It was a good house. It was a good party house. But, like... It had it been hot. partied in. 
previously. Clearly. Yep. It did get to be 103 degrees in the house. Mm -hmm. So we took a picture of the thermostat. We're going to send it to and be like, hey, give us a refund. Your listing was wrong. Mm -hmm. They offered us $200 at first, but we're like, no, we paid like $1,400 for this place. So you can definitely compensate us more than $200. If you gave us $500, we'd be happy. Mm -hmm. Because then that would be like a third of it. Yeah. But alas, I think JP is still working with to... Also, will you beep that out, the company name? Yeah. I didn't know okay. it was a company, but I assumed that it was. Yeah, it is. You should bleep that out, because I don't totally want to shit talk them. Okay. <laughs> Maybe stop saying it. Yeah. Anyways, it was hot this weekend. Mm-hmm. I wanted an Otter Pop so badly. Should have got some. I know, but we were not at home. I should They have Otter Pops in Oregon. I know. We were not anywhere near a store, though, really. I mean... Walmart was, like, 15 minutes away, which is not that far, but, like... And you went to Fred Meyer. Yeah, but I didn't... That's when we thought we may have had AC. Mm. We went there and tried to cool the house down. Did not happen. Do you get the fourth off? I don't know, because I did not work today. Yesterday, we didn't have a sign-up saying that we're closed, but also that would probably go around whenever they send out schedules, and the schedule wasn't up yet, so I don't know. I would have to pull up my schedule and look, but I'll know tomorrow when I go in. So it doesn't really matter yet. Part of me thinks that you'll have to work it just because it's like in the middle of the day. Well, but I think that it was, we were, I think we were closed last year and the year before, but I don't remember because last year was a pandemic and was last year a leap year? Yes. So then we would have been closed on Sundays anyway, because it would be the same day this year as it was last year. Yeah, I think so. If it was on a Sunday last year, then we would have been closed already. Um, And the year before, I don't remember if I was just off that day or if we were closed. So, I don't know. (laughs) Interesting. You'll have to let me know tomorrow. You said schedules are released tomorrow? No, they they just hadn't. Because, like, the managers aren't in the stores. So, they have to, like, go around and put up the things. Or you can check online. But, like, I have to work tomorrow and Saturday either way. So, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's not going to affect my plans. Not knowing yet. So We're going to my mom's on Saturday. She got out the tent trailer, so we're going to sleep in that. Like a camp out. Hopefully it's cool. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be in like the mid-80s. Yeah, that's and fine. It's supposed to be like cool to 65 in the, the nighttime. Mm-hmm. And generally it's cooler up there anyways, because it's towards the mountain. Shall we get started? Mm-hmm. All right, and what's your first topic? Okay, well, I think you'll see why I wanted to do this yesterday, <laughs> as opposed yes. to right now. My first topic is... Venting. Venting, yes. I mean, technically we did vent tonight also. Well, yes. I also cannot share as many details now as I could yesterday. Yes. Dealing with stuff. You gotta vent sometimes. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about venting? It's necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make sure the other party knows that you're venting. Just simply so they don't try and fix you. Yes. Always helpful to say, I'm, I'm just venting. I'm not asking for advice. Exactly. <laughs> because that is irritating as hell. Yes. And sometimes people just jump into, like, crisis, I'm going to save you mode, and that's a burden for them. So, like, letting them know also up front, like, hey, I don't really need that. Just hear me out for a second. Like, it's good communication. So, I think both of those points are valid. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> so, there are positives and negatives to venting. Let's start with the negatives, and then we'll go positive. Yes. So, venting... The, this is from the venting is bad for you, don't do it side of things. Venting can spread negativity, right? Humans are designed to, or have evolved at least, (laughs) to take on other people's emotions. Because, you know, if something's dangerous, everyone needs to be aware of that (laughs) and prepare themselves. So you might feel others not feel. (laughs) You might feel others. (laughs) You might leave others feeling negative and deflated if you're just being negative the whole time. Yeah. It can ruin relationships uh, if you fail to take the other person's needs into consideration or if it becomes a codependent relationship on sharing negative experiences. So basically if all of your interactions, so basically if all of your interactions are negative, like nobody wants to hang out with someone who's only ever negative, right? Yes. And then 
Pavlovian response, <laughs> they'll just always start feeling bad whenever you come around. It can feed your fire. So if you're only looking for validation and not for solutions. Also, we'll get to the positive side. If you're only looking for validation and not solutions, <laughs> then like you're just hype. Everyone's just hyping you up <laughs> and saying, yeah, you should be mad. And then you just stay mad. <laughs> yeah. And it also creates bad habits. When you choose to focus on negative thoughts continually, you limit the possibility of creating more positive neuropathways, apparently, is what I wrote down. I don't know how true that is for, like, the actual brain part, but, like, it will be harder if you're always in the negative space to not be that. (laughs) You would have to put in a lot more effort to change your thoughts around something. Do you have any thoughts on the negative side? Those are all pretty, like, spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that, like, when it was, you were talking about, like, you can convince people to, like, have negative feelings when you're, like, you go, like, come around. Mm-hmm. There's this person at my one of my workplaces who, when he would come around, I would just be like, oh, my God, you again. <laughs> like, how do I get out of this conversation? Yeah. <laughs> I just call those people energy sucks, like... Energy it's vampires, I think, is the the popular yeah. term. Exactly. Yeah. So, I I definitely related to that. <laughs> so let's go to the pro side of venting. The people who say it is healthy. It can relieve tension. Uh, stress and anxiety can lead to psychological and physiological consequences. Many believe that cathartic release of proactively and appropriately expressed frustrations. <laughs> Helps release emotional pressure, avoid cognitive burnout, and create mental stability. So basically, it's not good to just, like, keep that all bottled up. Bottle your stuff in and then explode. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. It's not good. (laughs) You gotta talk about stuff. Unopposed to, it can ruin your relationships. It can help build relationships. Exactly. Openly Venting is a fine balance. Yes. While openly sharing your emotions shows a level of trust and creates shared experiences, interpersonal closeness, and opens the door to belonging. So, like, people don't seem like robots when they talk about personal stuff. Like, one time at one of my jobs, it was, like, shift change, and we were talking. I was talking to one of my coworkers. And, like, we hadn't really been, like, you know, chatty yet. He was newer. And so we were still, like, feeling each other out. But I had mentioned... Something at one point, because it was, I was, like, looking for a new place to live, because I was, my situation had turned bad, (laughs) and I needed to move somewhere else. Yes. So I, like, yeah. (laughs) So he was like, oh, you know, have have a day. I'm like, honestly, man, I'd rather stay here right now. I don't want to go home. (laughs) And so, like, we were talking, and then, you know, like, a week later, or a few days later, or later sometime, we were, you know, shift change again. And he was like, my boyfriend was... Like, texting me all day about doing the laundry because he had some clothes that he needed because, like, his boyfriend was in the theater. <laughs> he's, like, a dancer or something. Okay. But he's like, girl, there was one shirt in there. <laughs> I don't even know what he needed. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, like, sometimes you just gotta vent to someone and then they'll like you more. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes people can seem, like, overly happy all the time. And it's like, how are you always this happy? <laughs> and then you feel bad for like not being happy all the time and then when they open up it's like oh cool we have like something in common and you're not a robot <laughs> like right like you're not conditioned to be happy all the time great yeah. you're human yeah let's connect it can bring clarity venting can help you when you're not clear about how you feel it creates space to openly explore without needing immediate solutions and it can allow us to move through the initial emotional response to a clearer logical one because like a lot of the time you're just real mad <laughs> you're like dude i'm so mad I talk this out <laughs> well even if you don't realize that that's you're like you're you're only feeling the mad right like <laughs> like this is the worst thing that's ever happened or whatever it is and then you're like you get to the end and you're like oh, okay it'll be fine i just had to <laughs> i did just have to get through that part and like now i can have an actual response not an emotional one <laughs> Yeah. And again, shows we're human. Back to that. (laughs) I did not know that was going to be its own point, even though I wrote these notes. (laughs) 
Um, it may not be most productive to express ourselves demons. <laughs> so hold on. It may not be... I don't know what I, this first sentence was supposed to be because it says it may not be most productive to express ourselves. I don't know why it wouldn't be. <laughs> Maybe it may not be the most productive way, probably, is what I was saying. It demonstrates a level of humanity and authenticity, and seeing someone vent can put us at ease by assuring us that they are relatable and human, which I already said. Yes. So in conclusion, know your limits, use it as a filter, and don't dwell in those emotions or headspaces. But also, Very true. you just gotta... Let go for a second. Yeah, you just gotta get it out sometimes. Mm-hmm. I may have done that on Instagram, because all of my people <laughs> were at work. That's <laughs> right. I did try to, like, lend an ear, though. No, I mean, you totally did, but, like... Okay. You were at... It was, like, the, it was like one o'clock. <laughs> Jake was at work, you were at work, my mom was at work. Like, my girl's got my back, so... <laughs> just jump on Instagram real quick. Be positive. Yeah, venting is a fine balance between being too negative and still being produ- like healthy and productive. Yeah, that's why. Like, I have my people, right? Like, I don't do that with customers at work because, no. like, I'm not close enough to them to have more than like a couple interactions a week most, right? And like, I don't always. I had a customer come in. <laughs> customer come in yesterday and usually his wife is the one who comes in like he drives and she did was just him though for some reason yesterday we like came in to pick up and he's like my wife says you're a a wonderful representative to this company and i'm like thanks thanks man (laughs) but like obviously if i'm there like complaining about my own stuff all day she wouldn't say that yeah she wouldn't say that and like you're probably gonna also get bad reviews but also like my, I know that my customers like me because they fucking tell me that they like me, <laughs> that I'm a good employee. Mm-hmm. And like, I also have other customers tell me when they have bad experiences with other employees <laughs> and I don't want to be that one. <laughs> so I have like you and my close people who know the ups and the downs and you can't just like only be downs for people. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Growing up, we did not have a lot of boundaries. And so like venting... I would always jump into, like, crisis help mode. Mm-hmm. And, like, as we got older, I realized, well, really, into my mid-20s, I realized that boundaries are healthy. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes it's good to vent, but there is a time and a place for it. It can't be all the time. Mm-hmm. So that was a big eye-opener for me, but I'm definitely better because of that. And it's also helped me with my reaction to other people as well when they're venting. So I'm not, like trying to think of a solution unless they've specifically asked for that Mm -hmm. yeah mine was like the opposite (laughs) so like either i would say like you know talk about something and i was complaining (laughs) or i would just make like an offhanded comment and my parents would like make it into something huge that's like they need to solve and it's like i just said someone called me fat at school like (laughs) it's it's fine it doesn't need to be solved i wasn't even like it was just an offhanded comment (laughs) or whatever usually it was usually it was a joke anyway and, like, not the, like, someone calling me a name or whatever, but, like, whatever I said was a joke. And, like, then it gets blown up into something huge. And that also sucks. Yes. Yes, it does. But, yeah, I didn't really have the, like, space to vent when I was a kid. Like, I just held it in. And but then we know how that turned out. So, right. great. So great. Yeah. Not well is how that turned out. That was very heavy sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you feel better after you vented on Instagram? I mean, I didn't feel worse. <laughs> that is where I go if I want validation and not solutions. Like, obviously, if I have a question about something, like, I can also get that there. But I knew that it was just going to be like, wow, that fucking sucks and you should be mad. And, like, I'm mad for you. and Like, all of that kind of stuff, which is exactly what I got. And then when one person said something that I also tell other people. And, like, since then, it's been, like, I've felt better. <laughs> like once I got to the like logical part where she like slapped me with that one I'm like oh right I I know that I've said that to other people relatable okay this is where I'm at it just like put things in perspective I'm like oh yeah I should probably go back and look over all these other interactions mm-hmm. anyway anyways venting yeah it's good for you in small amounts good for you in the right ways I think you could probably do it for a while I mean in a way, that's kind of what people hire therapists for, right? <laughs> because it's oh, a person absolutely. that you vent to who is paid, and so it's not like they have the coping tools to get through that. 
Okay. So it was hot AF and we were at the beach and I tried really hard not to get sunburnt. So I wore my floppy hat. So we're talking about floppy hats this week. Okay. Specific. Not just hats, floppy hats. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, like floppy hats, I'm going to say floppy hats, I'm calling them floppy hats, they're sun hats, were made for people who basically worked outside in the sun, in the rain. Uh, it provided all sorts of various shelters for individuals that were, worked outside. Uh, nowadays, they're more worn for fashion um, than functionality. However, they're still very much used for functionality. Uh, exhibit A and myself this weekend in the sun. Various types of hats have worn throughout history uh, or have been worn throughout history and all over the world. So we're just talk about a few of them here. Uh, the first one I think most of us would know uh, is the Asian conical hat. Uh, it's worn, has been worn for several millennium. Very common in like the Philippines where farmers generally work outside frequently in the rain. Protects them from the sun when it's sunny and also the rain when it, their face from the rain when it rains. Uh, the sombrero is derived from a Spanish word named sombra, meaning cover, specifically cover of the head, neck, and shoulders. That has been worn, the sombrero has, was worn by, was, was it worn by the Spanish? Or was it just worn by the people of Mexico? I don't know. This is your topic. <laughs> I know. But I'm trying to remember. It's derived from the Spanish word. Anyways, uh, the sombrero is, the sombrero's brim can be up to two feet wide and is intended to cover the head, neck, and shoulders. So, hence, sombra, meaning cover of the head, neck, and shoulders. The sombrero does just that. The next one is called the Stetson, and that's just your typical cowboy hat. Used by cowboys and people that worked on horseback, specifically also worn by people that were heading to the west. They had to travel a long ways on horseback, and that gave them lots of protection in the sun and in the rain and the snow and protection from the elements. And also, Lyndon Johnson, the cowboy hat president. No, he wore it. They didn't protect them from him. Okay, I was like, what? Like, we're on the same page now. The Matt is a Hatter term, which you probably know. I do. But I'm not sure. I assume you're going to explain what that means. Yes. The Matt is a Hatter term came from uh, the process of making felt hats, a felt-lined hat. Hats were made of felt back in the day, and in the way the felts and pelts were cured, uh, they contained mercury, (laughs) and essentially it would make the person who wore it crazy. You took a while to get there. I'm like, are you going to say the word mercury? (laughs) Yes. Okay. I need to talk about the process first, because that's important. Just a few floppy hat facts, or sun hat facts, or big hat facts. The Dunce Hat. John Duns Scotus, born in 1265, passed away in 1308, had an idea that a conical hat funneled knowledge from God into the head of the dunce. So if you did something silly, uh, you needed to have the dunce hat put on your head so God could funnel the knowledge into your brain. Why do we have teachers then? Right? Just give everyone a dunce cap. <laughs> Call it good. Right? Come on. French magician Louis Comte was first to pull out a white rabbit from a top hat in 1814. Not really a hat fact, more a magic fact, but still cool. Uh, In the 1920s, there was an odd custom in America that it was common that if people wore straw hats after September 15th, they were beaten up. Why? I don't know. It just said that. I would have looked into that. (laughs) Yeah, but specifically in the 20s, so it didn't last very long. I do love a good floppy hat. Um, (laughs) That was all the hat facts. (laughs) Yes, that was all okay. hat facts, just the three. I do love a good floppy hat. I used to not ever wear hats, and then I started wearing baseball caps when I would go hiking and such just for protection for my face, but now I love hats. The bigger the better. Give them all to me. Uh, the one I currently have, I think, is probably the brim is close to six inches <laughs> uh, all the way around, so it's very large and very floppy. Uh, it is straw, and there's, like, black woven into it, so I think part of it's paper, but... It's mainly straw. I've had, like, cloth floppy hats before, which are okay. Uh, They don't breathe as easily, which is kind of sucky. I also like to take naps uh, in the sun on vacation, like, uh, laying by the pool. And if you cover your face with a floppy hat, your face doesn't get sunburned. But also, you can still, like, breathe because it's breathable. Best naps. 
basically, that's it. You're out and about the summer in the sunshine. Wear a fluffy hat. Protect your head, neck, shoulders. The bigger the brim, the better is generally the rule of thumb. And also, don't forget your sunscreen. I was going to say, also sunscreen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's all I have for fluffy hats. You did give me a bucket hat a while back that I have not worn yet. I'm thinking about digging that out this summer. It's bright orange, yes? Yes. I got that in a subscription box. Nira's on Sunday, and I think I might wear that to the club. Okay. <laughs> I have to pick out my outfit for the club. Sure. Hit that Crazy. desk pretty hard. I did. It sounded louder than it was because the glass, like, bumped against the wall. I mean, that's fine. I'm just glad you didn't talk at the same time so I can cut that out. <laughs> what is your second topic, Emily? Wraps. I had nothing to say about hats, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I know. You're not a hat wearer. Only a beanie. And that is purely fashion, not function. When you go to Warp Tour, it's just a sea of tank tops and beanies <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> tank tops and beanies. I like it. Mm-hmm. For the most part, yeah. Wraps is my topic. Like the food? Mm-hmm. Like the almost sandwich. The almost sandwich. Yes. Sandwich quesadilla. Sure. <laughs> not how I would describe it. So Sandwich sushi roll. Well, it's more of like a cold burrito. Well, there you go. That's a good description. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a wrap doesn't have to be cold, but like a burrito it seems very specific because it's a, from a specific country. So mm-hmm. wraps and wrap style sandwiches were popular in Mexico, the Mediterranean, and South Asia before the 1900s. But in the Western form of the word, it probably was a... California generalization of Mexican and Tex-Mex burrito popularized in the 1990s. So fairly recently. Yeah, that was surprising to me. I'm like, the 90s? We haven't put cold things inside of a tortilla until the 90s? I know. I was thinking, like, maybe, like, the 70s or 80s? At the latest. Yeah. What? (laughs) That's wild to me. It may have been invented and named at a SoCal chain that I have not heard of called I Love Juicy in the early 80s. Okay. The Ovo Bistro in New York City introduced the wrapped, a wrapped sandwich called the King Edward in 1990 and Bobby Valentine Sports Gallery Cafe in Stamford, Connecticut sometimes claimed to invent around the same time. Uh, when they asked Bobby Valentine about those claims, he said... <laughs> Well, that's legend and folklore, but until someone disputes me or I, or comes up with a better story, I'll say I invented the rap. <laughs> and I'm like, why not, dude? Who cares? Right. It's just a sandwich. <laughs> well, it's right. not going to hurt anyone. The San Francisco-based chain World Wraps opened, I guess, probably, in February 1995, is credited with popularizing wraps nationwide. I also have not heard of that chain. <laughs> Me either. Weird. So technically a wrap is a soft flatbread rolled around a filling, usually wheat tortillas, labash, or pita bread. The filling usually consists of cold sliced meat, poultry, or fish. For, okay, I always just say meat because as someone who doesn't eat any animals, those are all the same thing to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do know that the culinary world separates those into different categories. Shredded lettuce, diced tomato, or pico de gallo, guacamole mushrooms, bacon, grilled onions, cheese, and sauces, such as ranch and honey mustard. So basically anything inside of a tortilla, lavash, or pita bread. (laughs) Like, it obviously doesn't have to just be those things, because, like, if we're going with the technical terms, a burrito and a gyro, (laughs) and uh, I can't think of one for Southwest Asia. Like a wrap? Yeah. Well, because those... Like an egg roll or something? I don't think that an egg roll counts. No? Well, because that's a wonton wrapper. Okay. And, like, a wonton isn't a wrap. Yeah. I don't know. I would have to go in and look. There was, like, a whole... What about, like, spring rolls, like, with the glass noodles in them? And rice paper? Yeah, I guess that's also rice paper. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, if you go onto the Wikipedia for wraps, which is surprisingly difficult to get to, by the way, there's, like, a whole list of different kinds of sandwiches. Or different kinds okay. of... Well, there's a list of different sandwiches, which does not include wraps. And I still have no idea how I got to the wraps Wikipedia page. <laughs> it does not ty- come in when you type up wraps into Wikipedia. But. Weird. 
Basically anything you put inside of some sort of tortilla or flatbread of any form. I mostly use tortillas because like lavash is big. Naan would probably be pretty good, but I would also more use that for like a pizza or just dipping in hummus. Naan is so good. Or, you know, pita, but also I can never, I don't know what it is with all of the different kinds of pitas that I've bought, but it's so hard to just get them to open. (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) Have you like tried to cut them yourself? Well, I just like cut it in half and yeah. And then it should be open inside because that's like the definition of what a pita is. Pita. <laughs> it's, they don't do it. Yeah, it's just like connected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Just like a fluffy bread at that point. It's like, what do I do with this? I mean, you make a personal pizza out of it. <laughs> you probably go to some sort of like Greek deli or something and get one. But because I just buy whatever's at the grocery store. Wraps are good. I like salad, but also it's so much easier to just use your hands. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The gyro I get has a lot of like leafy greens in it. So it's basically like a salad with like a little bit of meat topping inside of a gyro Mm -hmm. (laughs) or inside of a pita. Yeah. It would either be a pita or lavash probably depending on the pita. Yes. Reps are convenient. I like to do like hummus and some vegetables and like a protein other than hummus. (laughs) So like tofu or some sort of fake meat from the freezer section (laughs) the wraps we made at your house were super good they were good also we just put like carrots and lettuce and hummus and sriracha (laughs) oh and then there was also tomato but like yeah that was good it was good af yeah i made one the other day with my last tortilla i have to get more but i (laughs) i made one and i had hummus on the bottom and then some like bell pepper and then lettuce and then i was cooking up some like fake ground meat crumbles to put on top with some sriracha and then it was like too tall right but I couldn't squish it down because I had just put sriracha all over the top <laughs> like if I use my hand to squish it down I'm gonna just have sriracha all over my hand <laughs> so I just kind of had to like fold it up like a soft taco and eat it, eat it. <laughs> yeah eat it sideways I'm like this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> but it was so good they are so tasty. I just love a good wrap. Yeah. It's faster, and also you get a little bit of the breadiness without having, like, fat slices of bread on there. See, that's just it. It's like, I'm not a big bread fan, mm-hmm. and so for me, like, a wrap is perfect. Yeah. Like, a pita, for me, is almost too much, but, like, a wrap, perfect. Yeah. Oh, I love Greek food, or Mediterranean, I guess. They probably do it all over, but I mostly just go to, like, Greek places, <laughs> or anywhere that has pita in the title, <laughs> but just, like, a falafel pita. Yum. So good. Yes. Do you have a favorite, like, restaurant wrap? I do. It is the lamb gyro from the gyro shop down the street in my work. I pretty much go there, like, once a week and get a wrap, always. Yeah. Uh, It's got, like I just said, leafy greens. It comes with feta, creamy tzatziki, cucumber spears, cucumber, like, julienne cucumbers. Sometimes I've had them in spears and also julienne. You've had them in spears? That's so much cucumber. I'm not a fan of cucumber. They're like, they're like thin, like spears though. They're not like too much. And then it's just like one or two. And then there's carrot in there. There's tomato. And then sometimes I get it with hummus. Yeah. So good. So good. Mm -hmm. They, Angelina started out as a food cart at the Portland Saturday market and then they opened up their own brick and mortar. Nice. They survived the pandemic. Yeah. They switched to to go orders. Mm Mm-hmm. I ordered them from from them so much because it was close. And it's so good. There was, like, weeks I would order them from them, like, two or three times. Yeah. I just love Mediterranean, like, the flavors. You got your tzatziki, some hummus. It's very, like, light and refreshing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jersey Mike's wraps are good. They are hot. But they're pretty good. Hot as in, like, temperature hot? Mm Mm-hmm. Not spicy. Yeah. Oh. I have a real bad wrap. (laughs) I can talk about I don't, I don't know. I don't go to, like, all that many sandwich places. Actually, I did order a vegan, like, buffalo chicken-y sandwich today from Ike's, but I don't think they have wraps. Actually, I know for a fact that they don't have wraps because I ordered it today, but they have, like, a extensive vegan options, so that's really good. That's yeah, cool. I like them. But when my mom was here last February, we, before the pandemic, we were, or I guess at the beginning of the pandemic, <laughs> 
technically, but we had one case confirmed in Arizona, so nobody knew. (laughs) We were driving around, like, looking at places, because she is planning on moving down here. They have a place now that they've bought, but they, or we were driving around, like, on my days off up north looking in, like, small towns, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be able to eat anything anywhere, but What can I eat here? Yeah, literally nothing. So (laughs) we stopped at this, like, restaurant, which is the only restaurant anywhere, right? (laughs) Like, the night before, we had stopped at, um, we were in Havasu. We stayed, because we just took two days. Um, So we had, like, Black Bear Diner, because we have Black Bear out here. Oh Mm. my god, Black Bear's so good. (laughs) I love Black Bear. Yeah, so one of us has to talk about that at some point. (laughs) So good. Yes. But there's one in Havasu, so we stopped and had dinner there. And then the next day we had to get lunch somewhere. <laughs> so we stopped at this little restaurant. I don't remember what my mom had, but I'm like, oh, wow, that's wild. They have like a veggie wrap. I don't know what that's going to mean when I get it, but I guess that's what I'll get because it's that or a salad and I might as well put it in a tortilla if I'm going to get a salad, <laughs> right? So the waitress is like, oh, that's that's great. I love our veggie wrap. You're going to like it. I'm like, okay, cool. So she brings it out. First, she brings it out with salsa and ranch or something. Or I think it probably came with ranch on the side. I don't know. I know that I put salsa on it <laughs> because it needed something. But, I mean, the reason she loves the wrap is because she's going to put, like, chicken in it and douse it in ranch or whatever. Because what it was was, like, it wasn't even a regular tortilla. I'm pretty sure it was one of those, like, green spinachy ones, which was... yeah. It was surprising that they would be that, like, progressive <laughs> and not just have, like, yeah. a tortilla. It's, like, specifically for a cold sandwich wrap, but it was also just, like, shredded lettuce and diced tomato, and I think maybe some, I'm like, this is just lettuce in a tortilla. Not a it wrap. Was, I mean, it was a wrap, technically, but, like, it was just lettuce and tomatoes inside a tortilla. Like, what? <laughs> Why? That's so weird. This sucks. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. And then she brought it out with ranch, which I did not ask for and was not going to use. And then I, like, dumped salsa on it, so at least there was something, but the struggles. Can I, like, get a side of something other veggie? I mean, even if they had other, but, like, what was I going to do? Put, like, frozen steamed broccoli on it? (laughs) Gross. Nar. There weren't, even if there was a side of veggies that I could have gotten, it probably was not going to be great either. Okay. (laughs) It's not like they're going to have, like, hummus back there and some, like, stir-fry veggies. I was going to say, maybe they have, like, a bell pepper from, like... A Denver omelet or something. I mean, maybe. It's not like I was expecting anything else, but it's like... Right. Okay, cool. Just lettuce in a tortilla. This is great. Mm. Love to see it. Yeah. Thanks. I hate it. Right. God. But that's what you get for not eating meat in a small town. So. Story of your that life. Is, that is up. my penance. Okay. My turn. Yep. My turn. I'm talking about Guy Fieri. <laughs> Guy Fieri. You can say it Fieri if you want, but he says it Fieri, so that is how I'm going to it's say Fieri, it. It's Fieri, and I'm going to say it Fieri, okay. but I needed to be white for a second, because some people don't know that he says it that way, and they're like, who? Well, I mean, he is also white, but that's just how he pronounces his own name, so that's how I'm going to say it. I know, but some people do not recognize that. That is wild to me, because how do you know him if you don't know how he says his name? <laughs> like, do you just own his cookbook without having seen him? <laughs> Guy Ramsey Fietti was born January 6th, 1968 in Columbus, Ohio, but spent most of his formative years in rural Humboldt County, California. Yes, he did. <laughs> so Guy Fietti's name has not always been Fietti. Uh, when he got married, he changed his surname from Ferry to Fietti as an ode to his paternal grandfather, Giuseppe Fietti, an Italian immigrant who had inju- uh, anglicized his surname to Ferry upon his arrival in the United States. That's cool. I know I went to school with kids who did that. <laughs> or whose, yeah, like you know, grandparents had done that. There was a girl in my class for a little while in elementary school whose last name was Angel because they were Polish and they had to change it from Angelski when they came to the U.S. Yeah. Like, my great-grandma's real name from Denmark was Lassen. Mm-hmm. But, like, they changed it to Larson when they came here. Yeah. Very, very similar. During high school, a uh, guy was a exchange student in France where he picked up his love for food and cooking. When he came back to the States, he worked at a restaurant in the Red Lion Inn in Eureka, California until he went to UNLV in Las Vegas to study hotel management where he graduated in 1990. 
Uh, shortly after graduation, he went to work for Stouffer's as manager of a Long Beach, California restaurant called Parker's Lighthouse. After three years in Southern California, he became district manager of Louise's Trattoria, managing six locations along with recruiting and training for the restaurants. He then opened Johnny Garlic's California Pasta Grill, and then in 2012 opened Guy's American Kitchen and Bar in New York City. That restaurant was given a brutal New York Times review by Pete Wells, and Larry Olmsted of Forbes called that review the most scathing review in the history of the New York Times, and likely the most widely read restaurant review probably ever. I have a question. What does that restaurant have to do with Stouffer's? Huh? You said he went to work for Stouffer's as the manager of the lighthouse, whatever. Yeah, and then after three years there, he became district managers of... No, yeah, I... Uh, but what does that restaurant have to do with Stouffer's? Does Stouffer's open restaurants also? Stouffer's has I frozen mean, macaroni. Yes, Stouffer's is like, they had like a restaurant chain. Ray Callender's had a restaurant chain too for a while. I just assumed that the frozen foods came after the restaurants from Marie Callender. <laughs> Was Marie Callender's a frozen food brand first? I don't, I'm pretty sure. I am going to have to look that up because I've been to Marie Callender's. I just assumed that it was like P.F. Chang's also sells frozen shrimp or whatever. Yeah, maybe the restaurant did come first. I don't actually know. The scathing New York review. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Fieti, for his part, accused Wells of using Fieti's name as a platform to advance his own prestige. So Guy was like, bro, get off my dick. Are we going to talk about Anthony Bourdain? Because I don't want to talk about Anthony Bourdain. I'm going to be sad. No, okay, good. <laughs> we're not. No, I. that also makes me sad. Good, because he was not nice to Anthony Bourdain. In 2011, Guy Fieri partnered with Carnival Cruise Lines to create Guy's Burger Joint to sell his burgers fleet-wide. As of October 2017, there were 19 restaurants on Carnival's cruise ships, includes some serving beer and barbecue. Guy's Pig and Anchor... Smokehouse and Brewhouse. In 2014, April of 2014, Guy Fieri's Vegas Kitchen and Bar opened in Las Vegas. I went there in April of this year. So seven years has been around. In 2015, Guy Fieri's Baltimore Kitchen and Bar opened in Baltimore's Horseshoe Casino. In 2018, Fieri collaborated with Planet Hollywood founder Robert Earl to open up fast a fast food chicken sandwich shop called Chicken Guy at Disney Springs in Walt Disney World. After winning the second season of The Next Food Network uh, star on April 23rd, 2006. So this is going back to how he... <laughs> okay. You were <laughs> you got to like 2011 and I'm like, are we only talking about him as a restaurateur? Because he won Next Food Network star and that's how he got Triple D. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Okay, that's <laughs> cool. Uh, so that was like his restaurant history. Yeah. Uh, going back to how he got to where he's I at. I became an entertainer. He did. After winning the second season of the Next Food Network star on April 23rd, 2006, Fieri was awarded a six-episode commitment for his own cooking show called Food Network Guy's Big Bite. That premiered on June 25th, 2006. Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, his second series, premiered in April 2007, and a one-hour special aired in November 2006, probably to hype up people for the upcoming series. Guy, in that series, travels the country visiting local eateries. The New York Times called that series not a cooking show as much as a carefully engineered reality show. Obviously, it's not a cooking Right? No. You literally just watch what people make, like, and say it's cool and delicious, and you watch Guy eat it. You get to, like, learn people's stories, basically, of, like... It's basically just as a got TV version. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Good call. Ultimate Recipe, Ultimate Recipe Showdown, co-hosted with Mark Summers. Do you remember Mark Summers? He hosted another... He hosted a kid's... The name is doing something in my brain, and I can't get there, though. I know the name. I cannot. He was a game show host back in, I'm pretty sure. I know that name somewhere. (laughs) Ultimate Recipe Showdown, co-hosted with Mark Summers, debuted on February 17, 2008, uh, and that ran for three seasons. On September 14, 2008, Guy Off the Hook debuted on Food Network. Guy's Grocery Games uh, debuted in October 2013. And that is my favorite pre-bedtime show. Guy Fieri owns a vineyard and sells wine under the label Hunt and Ride, which is essentially an ode to his sons, Hunter and Ryder. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic's effect on the restaurant industry in 2020, Fieri teamed up with the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation to raise money for the unemployed restaurant workers through newly created Restaurant Employee Relief Fund. Another two months 
Over 20 million US dollars was raised. That's pretty cool. It's a lot of money. Uh, for his personal life, uh, Fieri met his wife, Lori, when she came into a restaurant he was managing in Long Beach. The couple married in 1995. When he got married, he changed his name from Fieri to Fieri, as known to his grandfather. They currently live in Santa Rosa, California, with their sons, Hunter and Ryder. Uh, Guy collects classic American cars, including a 1971 Chevy Chevelle, a 1968 Pontiac Firebird, a 1976 Jeep CJ5, a 1969 Chevy Impala, and a 1967 C10 pickup. The About section on his website uh, was pretty interesting. A couple things I did not know, so I'll go ahead and read that. Just taken verbatim from his website, not the whole About Me section, but a good chunk. Chef, restaurateur, New York Times bestselling author, and Emmy Award-winning TV host Guy Fieri is one of the world's most recognizable and influential culinary stars. In 2019, Guy received a star on the celebrated Hollywood Walk of Fame, a rare feat for a chef. Guy began his love affair with food at the age of 10, selling soft pretzels from a three-wheeled bicycle cart he built with his father called the Awesome Pretzel Cart. After selling and washing dishes, after selling pretzels and washing dishes for six years, Guy earned enough money to pursue his dream of studying abroad in Chantilly, France where he found or where he gained a profound appreciation for international cuisines and further strengthened his passion for food. He returned to the US and graduated from the UNLV with a degree in hospitality management. Upon graduation, Guy jumped headfirst into the restaurant business, ultimately opening his own casual dining concepts in Northern California. In 2006, Guy won Food Network's popular television competition show Next Food Network Star and was awarded his own series, the Emmy-nominated Guy's Big Bite. Since that time, Guy has taken Food Network television by storm as host of top-rated TV shows including the iconic iconic Emmy-nominated Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, Guy's Grocery Games, Tournament of Champions, and Guy's Ranch Kitchen. Is Guy Fieri like the Nick Cannon of Food Network? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that is what it seems. Okay. <laughs> I've not like listed out all his shows that he has right now at the same time. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny i would have never made that comparison but i'm really glad that you did oh wow anyways i just really like guy uh he's super wholesome like chill wild have you watched wacky. his hot ones do you watch hot ones what? oh you would you've never have you ever watched any hot ones no nope. oh my god you would love it what is it's it it's an interview show but people have to eat hot wings <laughs> oh i've watched the hot sauce one they're all hot sauce ones it's called hot ones <laughs> They all eat wings. I, Sean Evans is the, the host. He's the he's bald. I've watched a show where they are like being interviewed, but you have to eat something hot. What it may it might be hot ones. Probably. Did you watch it on YouTube or on TV? I think it was on YouTube. Okay, because they have also adapted it for television at some point, which I have not watched okay. because it's like a no. game show, and I'm like, I don't care about regular people. I want to see a celebrity do. It. But he was. Yeah, no, this was. YouTube. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it's on YouTube. That's how it started. And then they're like, hey, also TV. No, not the same. It's so weird when they, like, do crossovers like that. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. But. Yes. Guy Fieri was on Hot Ones. He did it after Rachel Ray. And he's like, (laughs) Sean Evans, the host, like, mentioned that they had had Rachel Ray on. And he's like, oh, she didn't eat the wings, did she? She just ate the sauces. And Sean's like, yeah, yeah. Why do you know that? He's like, yeah, she's really weird about her wings. Like, she won't eat, she won't eat low quality wings for some reason. So, like, apparently Rachel Ray is really weird about her wings. Her wings. <laughs> Which she funny. did say. I mean, obviously, she was on the show and like we saw her episode, and she did just like they got her a spoon and she just like ate the sauces off the spoon because she just won't eat the wings. That's so weird. Yeah, but he's like different. Obviously, he's not the diner. Drive-ins and dives, like, flame print bowling shirts guy all the time. Like, that was a a choice made by the yes. production team. But it's, if that's all you know about guys, that he's like, hey, I'm going to light this donkey sauce on fire and we're going to eat 12 burgers. Like, he's a, he's a wild character that he plays on that show. Yes, he, he is down to earth. He's just chill as fuck. I mean, I don't know him personally. No, but, like... Watching him, like, in his son, Ryder, or not Ryder, Hunter, in the kitchen, like, during the quarantine specials and stuff. Like, he's just super funny. Like, 
Yeah. No, I'm yeah, I mean I like so, his shows. I'm not going yeah. to vouch for him on a personal level because Okay, fair. I've never met him. All we know is but, what's in front of the camera. Yeah. And there is not enough anecdotal evidence as there is with, you know, Ellen. <laughs> for example. Uh also a different conversation. Very. But yes, we used to watch Triple D. My mom somewhere has like a Triple D book. I don't know, she was really into it. I'm trying to think. I've been to places that have been on Food Network, but I can't remember if any of them were on Triple D. Like, we have some places that have been featured on television shows in our hometown, but I don't. none of them were that. Mm-mm. I know when we go to Denver, there's been a couple that have been on Triple D, so we should go check one out. Well, yeah. I mean, like, Pock Pock was on Triple D. Yeah. Like, they're everywhere. I just... I'm trying to think. Because, like, 13 Coins, you know, 13 Coins in Seattle... Mm-hmm. They have something on their wall from Food Network, and I can't remember what show it was. I would have to do the research. I do love 13 Coins. Also. Oh my god, it's my favorite. <laughs> this is so bad. Stefan showed it to me. Oh, it's so good. It really is. Anyway, back to Guy. <laughs> I like his television shows. There's like five chefs I would like to meet, and he's one of them. Who are your other chefs? Uh, Alex Shelley. Oh, really? Amanda Freitag. Really? I love... I love Gwyneth Shelley. Both of them? Uh, ha- I I don't. They're not on my list at all in any way. Uh, who? I really like Minit. Shawan, I think is her name. Yo, 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 Juan. I would have to see her. You would you would know you, like you would know her if you saw her. Yeah. And then I like Chef Justin from Cupcake Wars. <laughs> it was Chef Justin. Maybe from Cupcake Wars, but he's also sometimes on Guys Grocery Games with the glasses. Yes. The nerd one, yeah. He's chill. Yes. <laughs> I only know and him from guys. I would guys. like to meet Duff. Yeah, Duff's good. Yeah. Duff's on my list. More so like 15 years ago, probably. No shade, but like, I would just really like Days of Cakes. <laughs> now it's not on, yeah. so like, I don't, I haven't kept up with whatever he's doing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he pops up on Triple G sometimes. He's been on Triple G. He does like judging mostly now if he's on a show. He'll like pop in to judge. He's the host of. Or he, no, he has right now, or it probably is over now, but they did like a Duff versus Buddy yes, thing. Yes, they did. Yeah. I did not watch that. Yeah, I mean, guys, I don't know that I would want to meet him. I feel like I don't know enough about him that I could conclusively say I'm confident that he would be super chill if I met him in person, so I don't want to ruin that Yeah, image in my mind. But he that. seems fine. Right. I haven't heard anything devastating about him. He seems like a... I think he's dedicated to his, like, family mm-hmm. and cares about people, which I think is cool. I think that's all I have for a guy. Although, uh, I did, like, I did mention we had, or we ate at his Vegas restaurant on the strip. Oh, yes. And, dude, hottest fucking jalapeno poppers I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Were they supposed to be, or did, like, someone just not clean them well enough? No, I'm pretty sure they were supposed <laughs> to be. Like, they were so hot. Like, to the point, like... It tingled, like, it was sour hot. You ever have that happen where it, like, tastes sour? No? I mean, I don't know what that means to you, so not okay. not how I would describe it, but maybe. Like, for me, sometimes things just get so hot that they're like, wow, that tastes sour for a second. Now my mouth is on fire. I've not had that experience in the way you're describing it, so maybe, but I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Um, I have uh, eaten, there is, guy. Fieri's burger stand. What is it called? I don't know what it's called. They, he has a restaurant in the Burbank airport and I've had his fries. <laughs> I don't know oh, okay. which restaurant it is. I don't know what it's called. Okay. They were fine. They were fries. They are fries. Yeah. I did not get the loaded ones with, I assume, donkey sauce. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm trying to figure out what to say to close. Mm. Uh, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts. And on SoundCloud, you we are Yes Dude. We are also on Instagram and Twitter at Yes Dude Podcast. Reach out to us there. Tell us what your favorite Guy Fieri show is if you're a fan of him. And if not, uh, tell us why about the last thing you vented about. I'm genuinely curious what people are venting about these days. There's a lot of things people could be venting about. Mm-hmm. Let us know your problems. Vent to us. Yes, it will not ruin our relationship. We love the drama. (laughs) We do. Give it, hit us with it. Lay it on.
Okay, guys, on that note, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.